Glory, glory. Yes, we serve a faithful God. He has been so good. My sister, you about messed me up, but that's the power of the Holy Spirit. I had a flashback at the age of three. I didn't think I was going to make that. We were living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, during the dead of winter, and I traveled out of the house. My family couldn't find me. I didn't know about the story, but they told me. We put in an Amber Alert. Well, not Amber, but it was another type of alert during that time. I didn't think I was going to make it. At the age of seven, flashback. It's good to have a flashback of the faithfulness of our Lord. At the age of seven, there was a fight above us. Oh, in Milwaukee. And the husband shot at the wife. I was on the couch with my father. The bullet missed my head. Two inches. The faithfulness of God. He is faithful. He is faithful. At the age of 11, I was in a near fatal accident, a motorcycle, a gash in my head. I went out, but God brought me back. I thank you, Lord Jesus. He is faithful. He has a purpose and plan for my life, for your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. You are faithful. You are faithful, Lord God. Even when I didn't think I was going to make it, he kept me. And that is the God that we serve. That is why, women of God, we can stand up for Jesus. Look back over your life and testify to the faithfulness of who God is. He is a miracle worker. Yes, he is. Glory. the word that God has given the women 
and women you look beautiful every woman I ask that just stand up and we give God the praise on this women's day oh we stand up for Jesus amazing women looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith glory to God glory to God you may be seated Spirit of the living God, I thank you for falling fresh, not just on me, but in this place. Oh God, you keep doing it and doing it again. As my son and I moved here, Lord God, back in 2010, you smiled on the place called Salem when we were praying and asked, where should we go and serve, oh Lord God? And God, it was a choice between here and two other places, but I thank you for smiling on this place. So Master, I ask right now that you have your word continuously in me and I share forth what you have given me for such a time as this. Oh Lord God, I pray right now that you increase, oh King Jesus, that they will see you, oh God, and you will have thine own way in this place. It is in a blessed, mighty name of Jesus the Christ that I pray and ask it all. Amen. 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 Our word for today and welcome and greetings to you who are in person and those who are viewing virtually. I will be coming from the text, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. That is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1, 2, and 3. And it reads, and this is the English Standard Version. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and as seated at the right hand of the throne of God verse 3 consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against him so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. The word of God for the people of God, and we all say amen. This uh, ceremonic topic of I want to bring before you is stand up and run. Stand up and run. There is a song that's entitled, Stand Up for Jesus. Stand, stand up for Jesus. And this, this, this song was birthed from an individual whose uh, last name was, uh, first name was Ting, and he was a, an evangelist, and he was out of Philadelphia. And during this time, um, he was cast out of his church, his pastorate, 
it was because he did not agree with slavery. And because he did not agree with slavery, he was frowned upon in his place of worship or this place uh, that he pastored. So this individual, Ting, who was a preacher, a fiery preacher, he had a location at the local YMCA and he pe preached a powerful sermon to 5,000 young men, the gospel message. Within preaching, 1,000 souls came into the household of faith as a result. What we've learned since then, when we get to the song who was penned by Duffield, uh, Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus, Ting, he remembered that he needed to go back home to the barn, and he was checking on one of his farm animals. And it stated that before he uh, went back home to this barn, he had said in one of his sermons, I will not stand here and not tell the old, old story about Jesus the Christ. If I do, this arm will be amputated. When he went to the barn shortly thereafter, and when his sleeve got caught up as he was attending to one of the farm animals, the story goes that his arm was maimed badly. And as a result, a result uh, shortly thereafter, he died. But his friend came to him because they were in a process of having a revival. And during this revival, he wanted them to know the status of how Ting was doing. And Ting said, tell them, tell them, tell them, stand up for Jesus. Tell the ministers to stand up for Jesus. Shortly thereafter, he died. George Duffield, he shared the words from Ting to the ministers at this revival to stand up for Jesus. As a result, they were so moved during his eulogy service that they penned a poem entitled, Stand Up for Jesus. As a result, we hear today the song, the hymn, Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus. As we look at the text, very similar to the life of Ting, we find there's persecution when you stand for righteousness, amen? With that being stated, the Hebrews during this time, they were under intense persecution because of following the way our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. So the book of Hebrews, it highlights the superiority of Jesus Christ. If you go from Hebrews 1 and through the remaining of the chapters to where we are today, you'll see that he was more superior than the angels, more superior than Moses, more superior even with the Levitical system. Oh, they was hung up on the law, Judaism. They were threatened to go back to what was familiar. How many of you know today, don't we find ourselves? We get a little, God, I didn't sign up all of this. I know how to make it work. I can go back to what's familiar. But as we look at the text, we see that basically many of the converts were ready to turn back, ready to leave the uneasy, uncharted waters of faith, uh, the comfortable, familiar life of works 
and efforts. It's easy to be complacent. But that is not for one who is a follower of Christ. We have been saved to serve, not sit. This was the choice that they faced. And it was basically two choices. Choice number one, do I follow Jesus? I have given him my life. Faith coming by hearing, hearing the word of God. And I heard. Or do I go back? to what the system, the Levitical law or system wanted me to do because of the persecution. They were under Roman rule. So there was much going on during this time. It's like, mm, this don't feel good. Now I can go back over here. That was the choice. Those were the two choices. Our printed text, my brothers and sisters and those who are viewing by way of YouTube, it presents for us a message of hope one of encouragement. We are to be encouraged to look to Jesus who is the author and finisher of our faith. This text does not involve a casual glance, but it's a look, one of belief, one I trust you, Lord God, even if I can't trace you. Oh God, I know that what's happening right now don't feel good, look good, or sound good, but I trust you, oh Lord God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 remind us to trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Ooh, lean not unto thy own understanding, but all, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Plural. So since we have access into God's presence made possible by Christ's atoning sacrifice, the writer of Hebrews urged his readers to draw to him to draw to him. The women this past weekend, what a fiery, blessed time we had and singing the worship song, draw me nearer, nearer precious Lord. And when he draws us nearer to him and when we yield to the leading and guidance by way of his spirit, things look a little better, right? It feels a little better. It may not be better, but we know he is more superior than whatever it is that you and I are going through. So this writer encouraged the readers by giving examples of Old Testament saints, people of God, ones that I would like to adorn for you, we women, sheroes and heroes of the faith. Amen. Saints of the Old Testament, for them to be an example for the readers, Hebrew readers at this time, to look upon, not in terms of the old saints and witnesses as spectators, because if we stay in the context and allow scripture to interpret scripture, they were not spectators looking back, see how we doing. No, no, no. The text is look to them, their faithful walk with God. Amen? So look at their faithful walk as it's prefaced in Hebrews 11, we see some of the ones that are named there. So for our time together, I just want to present to you three times sensitive and proven biblical principles that God gives to us to help us to stay on track, stay in our lane, amen? As we're talking about stand up for Jesus and run this Christian race. The first thing, and I'll get to the top of the hour, is spiritual access. 
You have a spiritual access to God the Father through Jesus Christ the Son. John 14, 6 tells us that Jesus uh, declaring, I am the way, truth, and life. No man can come unto the Father except by me. Access. The Hebrew writer ref referenced Hebrews chapter 11. You have a spiritual examples. You ain't doing this thing by yourself. Others have gone on before you. Read their uh, uh, characteristics of what happened, how they responded. Look at the flaws, the flaws, the failures. We are not perfect. We saw it in the Sunday school lesson. But God will use imperfect people for his glory. Amen? But looking there, not only you have spiritual access to the triune God, the examples that we're giving in Hebrews chapter 11, but you have a spiritual assessment that each believer is duty-bound to do. The laying aside every sin and way. Self-reflection, examination. God, check me. Oftentimes we can go through life, remember David, with the sin of Bathsheba. It took the prophet Nathan to come to him and point out his sin. God wants us to look into the mirror of his word. Show us, O oh Lord God, what we look like, what we have done. Now, some things we may not know is by, uh, you know, you would think about things that I know outwardly and things I may not know at all. I mean, it's like, it may be spiritual ignorance, but God will show you. So with that, a spiritual assessment needs to be in place for you to transition from standing up to moving forward, running the race with endurance. And the third thing I want you to know as we go to the text is there must be spiritual progress, spiritual maturity. So with spiritual maturity, we know here at Salem, a family is known as to uh, converting the lost into learners, transforming them into what? mature disciples for Jesus. So maturing is an identifying mark of a believer who's going through, and oftentimes people, you won't look like what you're going through, but you have matured. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You matured in Jesus. You grow in the grace and knowledge of who he is. You give him praise, honor, oh, for the things he has done. We worship the Lord for who he is. So let's take a look at the text with spiritual access, A-C-C-E-S-S, -S, spiritual access. 1A, we see, therefore, since we are uh, compassed, or your another translation, surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, now, since the believer has access to God's presence uh, made possible by Christ's atoning sacrifice, as mentioned earlier, you can have the access to what God has given you. We have access to the written word. What is this access to? But for the Hebrews at this time, they have access to the heroes of faith, the saints that have gone on before. Those saints are previous runners. And if you uh, preface the text, you'll see that this was also as an, an, a track field athlete, uh, the Greek uh, amputator. So you would see that them running. And think about that. Visualize that. I'm sorry, B, I could have had a picture of that. But you think about that. Everyone is in their own lane, correct? They're in a get ready, uh, get on your mark, get set, go uh, type position, correct? So thinking about this, you think about previous runners who were on their mark, 
they uh, got ready. It said, on, on your mark, get ready, get set, go. They went, and now they are gone on to glory. So the witnesses for us encouraging us to run successful races by faith. So what do we glean from here when we see the word wherefore? To check the roll call that was in Hebrews chapter 11. Not for those just in the past, but think about those in your midst even today. We have some witnesses in here today. Think about also, too, that with the chapter 11 uh, challenge that the Hebrew writer was giving to these Hebrew believers who were on the verge of going back to what was familiar due to persecution, is to know that not only are these witnesses uh, surrounding of you, surrounding you, and as I mentioned, it's not a spectator uh, image, but this is a matter of fact as figure of speech, which only refers to heroes of faith. So continuing, we see that the word cloud here is used just to imply a great number of witnesses. So we don't need to read more into the text than what it is, but look at it as a figure of speech. So as we continue, we see that also, I wanted to put a pin here where the word witness is also a Greek word for uh, martus, M-A-R-T-U-S, from which we get our English word martyrs. So when we look at chapter 11, these were martyrs of the Lord. They believe, yet they did not receive the full promise. This is the kind of faith. But then as we go into the text, what do we see even more? We see the transition from spiritual access to you who Hebrew writers, our readers, is to have a spiritual assessment as you're going through. So when we look into the mirror of God's words, as we consider James chapter 1, and we're reminded to not only be hearers of the word, but to be doers of his word. We don't want to forget what manner of person we are. So the Hebrew writer is wanting them to see that there is um, an imperative admonishment for every believer to lay aside every weight and sin that so easily entangle, ensnare, or beset us. Laying aside every weight. So we see here in the text, there are two obstacles that will cause one to uh, be immobilized or it will cause them to somewhat stumble in their effectiveness as a witness for Christ. The first is a weight. And you would say, well, Reverend Shonda, what, what is a weight? Now we can run to application for us, but let's stick with the text. The weight for them was the Levitical system, Judaism. What was the law? The law was only to be a schoolmaster, a, a tutor, correct? To lead them or to show them their sin, but it was fulfilled in Christ Jesus. The law was never designed to save, but to point to the one who could save. The Levitical system, the sacrificial system of, of the shedding of blood of bulls and, and all the other uh, pre-prescribed animals that they were doing uh, during this time uh, prior to Christ was only to point to the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That's why we sing the blood 
The blood of Jesus never loses its power. It reaches to the highest mountain. It flows to the lowest valley. We thank God for the blood of Jesus. So a weight could be anything that hinders the spiritual growth of one person. Um, and it may not be the same for the other, but that's why you got to have that spiritual assessment with you and God. All David said, if there be any, uh, uh, you know, any wrong, any sin within me, we do look in the passage of Psalm text, but we are reminded there is something. There's always going to be something. That's why we have the dwelling of the Holy Spirit, the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit in and through our lives. So anything that will hinder your progress in moving forward in the Lord can be considered a weight. In my early 20s, when God revealed this to me in such a way, it kind of knocked me off my seat, my rocker. I thought I was like, ooh, I didn't know I got I, I didn't know that that was a weight. And he told me, daughter, every time you worry about something more than you lift me up, that's a weight. That's a weight. See, your problems can be a weight. You're so busy talking about your problems rather than talking about the problem solver. We take all our problems to the problem solver. God knows what we need before we ask. He is Alpha Omega, the beginning and He is the creator of heaven and earth. You have access to the one who hung, bled, and died for you. I tried you, God. So he's like, why not give it to me? I know you. I knew you before you entered your mother's room, as he told Jeremiah. I know you. I knew this thing was going to happen. I knew your sister uh, was going to be in a fatal accident at the age of 17. I knew how it was going to impact you and your family. This is not surprise. I knew you thought you were going to lose your mind, but I kept you. God knows. I knew that bad medical report of cancer. I knew all about it. I knew what you were going to be dealing with. But I have you in, a, in the palm of my hand. I know you to be Lord God, Jehovah Rapha, the God that healed See, when you do an assessment and you lift up the name of Jesus, that's why I love studying the names of God. God, when I'm standing in need, I know you to be Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides for my every need. Oh, God, when I have a medical situation, I know you to be Jehovah Rapha, the God that healed it. All sickness is not unto death, but it is to give God some to give him the glory. Amen. How are we glorifying God? God just looking at our character. That's what it is. Looking at our character. It's not that he doesn't know. He wants us to know. Because he knows all about us. So these were some obstacles. Also, I wanted to pull out the point that when we are not spiritually mature, what are we? Immature. Amen. What does a spiritual immature believer look like? I mentioned it earlier. I didn't sign up for this. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, 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 they doing too much. I'm out. There's no staying, sticking power by the Holy Ghost to stay. God had to show me that too. I'm just turning all about myself, Lord. Hold me back something. But I'm just here just letting you know that one thing God has shown me years ago, and it's good that I can say years ago, not today, but there's some things today, but hey, that's between me and the Lord, but he working it all out, amen? 
but what to back then it was like um chandra um i had to i had this thing with my five sisters and it was showing and i'm just talking about weights because we need to see what weights look like from the bible compared to weights today because sometimes we say oh well, that don't apply to me oh yes it does when we sit under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, quiet before Lord. The Lord will show us some things as we're studying his word. He will show you some stuff that you just kind of put on the back burner, swept under the rug. He said, mm, I need to expose this for you. I want you to see it. This last thing, Lord, please let this be the last thing. I went, I was on my way to church and uh, I was walking in my heel, got caught in the uh, concrete and it broke. And I said, oh, no, I can't go in the house of prayer with one heel. I went to go back in my car and sit down and to uh, call some family members. said, you know, I'm going home. I'm not, I'm not going to do this. And I, at that time, they didn't have virtual service. So I would have missed service. But the Lord began to deal with me. We're talking about weight. Lay aside every weight. We can get caught up in our looks ladies. We know we can. We can get caught up or oh, hair, nails, clothes, everything. God is saying that's a weight. Anything that you put above me has become an idol. And I can't tell you to this day what kind of shoes, but I, I love my sisters. I love my shoes too. But that, that heel broke, and I sat. And when the Lord dealt with me, my brothers and sisters, those who are viewing, you know what I did? I took the shoe off, and I walked in with one heel. But I have a praise in the Lord. I didn't allow that to weigh me down. Move forward in the things of God. The second obstacle that we see in the text is a sin. He said the second uh, to lay aside every weight and sin that easily beset, ensnare, or entangle us. Amen? We know sin could be, is missing the mark. Sin separates man from God. Oh, first John 1 9 tells us if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God wants to cleanse us. What does sin does? It makes us ineffective and an ineffective witness. So with that, we see this second obstacle to be a sin. It's the same for all believers. That is why Jesus came. He who knew no sin became sin. Amen. He died a sinner's death. And so with that, we know that sin is an obstacle. So there is a core of behavior that the Bible recognized as wrong for everyone as we're studying his word. Outright sins uh, must also be cast aside. We also see both waste and sins can easily get us caught up, caught up. Now, if we be honest, you can't be comfortable in sin and want to praise the Lord at the same time. Something got to give. All right. All right. So you got to lay it aside. You still have that visual of the, of, of the track that you're running? That's a weight. Take it off. Strip it off. God, I need help. Ask him whatever that sin is. Confess it. First of all, acknowledge it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Acknowledge it. Confess it. And turn from it. He will give you the strength that you need. You're turning to God. Turn it back to the Lord. So what do we see? Not only do you have the spiritual access to God, our Father, 
Jesus, the Son, the Holy Spirit, you have the examples of the Old Testament saints in the previous chapter of Hebrews 11. Not only are you duty-bound to look at your own walk, self-assessment, and then thirdly, we are to look at this, the spiritual progress. I'll say 1C, let us run. Spiritual progress, maturity, let us run. I stripped off some stuff, sin and waste, amen? Well, he stripped the sin now because he cleansed me from unrighteousness. So I'm able to run. I'm a little lighter now, amen? So I have a, a, a race marked out for me. What's your race? What's your race? The race that he has set before you. We all have a race. So he says set, uh, uh, that is set before us. Christian have a, a charge to serve uh, this present age to glorify our Father. Christians are saved, once again, as I mentioned earlier, to serve and not to sit. We must wake up running. There's an African proverb that says that uh, every morning in Africa, a gazelle wakes up. It knows that it must outrun the fastest lion or it will be killed. L, we know that it also talks about how the lion, it wakes up and knows that the, uh, it has to be outrun the slowest gazelle or it'll starve to death. So it doesn't matter whether you're the lion or the gazelle, when, you, when the sun comes up, you better be running. When you think about a believer in Christ, you're sitting there stagnant. You're spiritually lethargic. You're not in the word and the word is not in you. And you're wondering why I'm getting ate up, beat up, knocked out, knocked down. Not say that that don't happen when you have given your life to Christ and up and running. But it's hard for the enemy to hit a moving target. When you are moving, what God has called you to do, you will do it exceedingly abundantly as you ask the Lord to strengthen you. We know that it's not by might nor by our power, but it's by his spirit. So to encourage you as I come to the close with this last point of spiritual progress for the believer, God has reminded me some of my, um, I wouldn't say light verses because all of God's word is a verse for us. Amen. Depending on what you're going through, but it's, stay, it's good to stay in it all because you never know what he has to pull out of your heart as you're hitting his word in your heart. Philippians 3.14, I pressed on toward the goal to win the prize of God's heavenly calling in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 9.24, oh, do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one receives the prize? Uh, run in such a way as to take the prize. But how exactly in this Christian race are we to uh, run that is set before us? I'll put a disclaimer here. This is not to suggest you just win a prize so I can win. Newsflash, as a believer in Christ, you have already won. This is a fixed race. This race is fixed from the beginning. Jesus took it to the cross of Calvary. He is a repatriation for you and I. And so when we think about all that we have done in terms of sin, we thank God for the, his shed blood through on, his, on the cross for Jesus Christ, what he has done. So God has issued you and I a mandate, my brothers and sisters, for every one of his children to run. 
Know what your spiritual gifts are. If you're not proactively involved in Bible study and Sunday school, ask, reach out to the, the leadership of our various uh, ministries at de, de educa uh, Christian Education, School of Ministry. Call the church office. There's no reason that we should be spiritually ignorant about what God has called us to do. Amen? So Jesus Christ has paid the way for believers to follow him and model his example in everyday life. And as I consider our King of King and Lord of Lords, I've asked A.B. to play just a snippet of a video, audio, of My King by Dr. Stockridge. My King was born King. The Bible says he's a seven-way King. He's a King of the Jews. That's the racial King. He's a King of Israel. That's the national King. He's a King of righteousness. He's a King of the ages. He's a King of heaven. He's a King of glory. He's a King of kings. And he is the Lord of Lords. That's my King. Well, I wonder if you know him. Do you know him? Don't try to mislead me. Do you know my king? David said the heavens declare the glory of God. And the Father showed his handiwork. My king is the only one for whom there's no means of measure and divine his limitless love. No far seeing telescope can frame the visibility, the coastline. Of his shoulders of mine. No barrier can hinder him from pouring out his blessing. Well, well, he's in. My king. You can confine him. The devil did try to hold him. The doors of the church are open. The virtual doors of the church are open as well. I offer Christ to you. Romans. 10 and 9 said, If thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. As we talk about stand up and run for Jesus, Jesus ran for you and I. He came down through 40 and 2 generations. Oh, he was born of a virgin. We know that he lived a sinless life. He didn't have to die for you, but he did because he loved you. John 3.16 says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have life everlasting. See, as a believer, I know it gets rough and tough, but that's okay. I'd rather live a life as a Christian with the rough and toughness of life than live a life without him. Because I know that I have the access to Jesus Christ. Will you give your life to Christ? We offer Christ to you. Stand up and start moving for Jesus. What has he called you to do? The ministers are in and out. You can come by way of letter. You can also come just uh, knowing through baptism. But just know that tomorrow is not promised. One thing I didn't mention in the text is this, that we all have to stand before God or Jesus Christ, one or the other. 
You stand before God, the great white throne of judgment. That's for the unbeliever. But there is a beam of seed, the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. That is for the believer. God is looking for the believers of what you have done in this body. So he's wondering, not wondering, he knows, but we should be wondering, have I made the mark the right grade, Lord God? That's the access. You have spiritual access. We can always say in a court of law that uh, we can excuse it by spiritual ignorance. No, we cannot or by ignorance. No, God has made his word plain. He has divinely revealed his word. We thank the Lord for Jesus Christ. We know that when he died on the cross, he did not stay dead. On that third day, the Bible declares, and we believe it, I believe it, that he got up on that third day with all power and authority in his hand. That is my king. You must stand for Jesus. If you do not stand for him, you will fall for any and everything. Aren't you tired of being beat up by the enemy? And it's not just the enemy, sometimes it's the inner you, the inner me. James highlights that for us. Sometimes we're led astray by our own desire. Accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. While you have time, those who are viewing, if you would like to call the church office, you can at 770-923-3936. We would love to hear from you. We're not about building membership, but this is fellowship, the following of Jesus the Christ, the Son and the living God. Have thine own way, Lord. Amen. Lift your voice. You hear it already. We offer Christ to you, oh my brother. We we offer Christ to you, oh my sister. give your life to him you've heard today that through Jesus Christ you got access to the Father through Jesus Christ you have access to eternal life and he's calling you unto himself oh my sister he Come, come. 
alone somebody's been here before Bible says that, that there was a great cloud of witnesses who stood in faith that they held the promise in their hearts even though they never received it and Lord now we can let those amongst those in the sanctuary and those with us virtually know that He's still calling you unto himself. That Jesus has come. Jesus was born of a virgin. He has suffered, bled, died on that Friday, laid in a borrowed tomb. But early Sunday morning, Jesus got up with all power in his hand. The Bible declares that he's now sitting at the right hand of the Father. If you will, pleading the case for those who have come unto himself. Lord, we pray for those. Those in the midst of my voice, wherever they may be. Let them know that you're not alone and you haven't been in this race by yourself. There is tread on the track. Because there have been those who've been before you. And they're urging you to come on unto him. Him who is and him who is to come. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we thank you for all that you are doing in this place. Lord, we thank you for our women on today. We thank you for this preacher on today. We thank you for her pouring out our heart in the gospel of Jesus Christ to us. Lord, strengthen her and be with her. Be a guide for her and the family. In all things, we'll give you honor, we'll give you praise, and we'll give you glory. In the matchless and mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. Amen. Somebody give God praise. Amen. Give God praise. He's worthy of our praise. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the very name of the Lord is worthy to be praised if he brought you through another day you ought to give him praise gives you breath you ought to give him praise <laughs> bible declares that let everything that hath breath i just see a few people praise the god let everything that hath breath praise ye the lord he woke you up this morning started you on your way gave you a new day gave you mercy that you haven't seen before Give him praise. Amen. Praise God for our preacher. Thank God for Sister Matthews. Thank God for her willingness to be a vessel for the Lord. Just a, a couple notes before we have Pastor come give us some, some concluding remarks. We ask you to continually pray for our family, for those who are dealing with in bereavement, prayers for the family of Sister Luella Gale. We had funeral, her funeralized on yesterday, Saturday the 24th of September. Also prayers for Pat Barrymore, the passing of her mother. 
the funeral was in South Carolina yesterday. I also pray for those who are dealing with uh, sickness and just particular issues of life. Amen. Uh, our own, our own um, Sister Rochelle, Reverend Sister Rochelle Samuels prayed. She asked prayer for her mother, Miss Bessie Campbell, but also we'll pray for our brother Thomas Waters. Thomas Waters is one of uh, our ushers and one of the great members of this church. Amen. Amen. Never seen a day that Thomas was not smiling uh, in the care of God. And so he's in the ICU, uh, had a situation, but we'll pray for him. And I know Thomas believes in prayer. Amen. Amen. That the prayers of the righteous still availeth much. Just continue to pray. We, right now we have no calls and no visits for Brother Thomas, but just pray for him. Pray that God be a healer in his life. Pray that God be with him and his family as they go through this trial. We thank God again just for allowing us to be in the house of worship. I want to thank God for all of you who are with us, not only virtually, but in the sanctuary for your giving. I want to thank God uh, for your continued faithfulness and stewardship in giving. And I also want to thank God for all of you, particularly in the sanctuary, for your continued stewardship in keeping everybody safe. Amen? Amen. We ask as you would leave today, if you those to my left and your right would leave through the double doors, uh, and then those to my right and your left leave single file through our uh, door to my right. Uh, if you have gifts to give, we do have receptacles at each. And for those who are continually give virtually, you can ask you give through Givelify Church website and through Cash App. Amen. 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 Again, thank God for what he has done. Why don't we bless the Lord in here? Why don't we bless the Lord in here? Amen, amen. We are grateful to God for such a powerful word from the Lord. Y'all bless the Lord, Reverend Matthews. Amen. Reverend Matthews is a marvel to me. Uh, I, I watch her and I watch the way she leads and the way she does things. And uh, I'm blessed just to see how God uses her to get things done. She is indeed a preacher for now. God has prepared her for now. Uh, you all just don't know the stuff that she does to keep us up right now. You, all of us would be in a mess if y'all were counting on me right now <laughs> to get us through this pandemic, I don't know nothing about nothing. I don't know nothing about no Zoom. I don't know nothing about none of that. But he has prepared her. She knows everything about everything that has to do with communicating. And I, as she was talking, it was just amazing. I was listening to her. I said, yes, God carried her through every bit of that. Uh, in her childhood, he kept her alive and kept her. Now, now you might not believe it, but I'm crazy enough to believe that he did it so she could be here right now. So that, that's just the way God works. So she's here leading our women's ministry, and I thank God for the leadership that she gives the women of this church. 
uh, you have to, you have to be special to be a leader in this church because um, I'm a leader who believes that once you give somebody something to do, you leave them alone. Now, if you're one of those kind of leaders that needs somebody coming, patting you on your back and talking to you every week, calling you up every week, want to know what you're doing and how everything's going, if that's the kind of, if you, if you need that, you ain't going to make it with me. <laughs> you're not going to make it with me. I, I trust the people that God put around me. And if he puts you in my, in my sights and shows me that you are the one, I will give you a job and leave you alone. <laughs> And that's what I do. If you need me, call me. And that's what happens. She, 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 she ought to be shouting. She knows it's true. <laughs> yeah. If you need me, call me. And I'll, I'll be there. And I'll do it. And I'll tell them all, you can't mess up nothing I can't fix. Amen. That's just my, my way of leadership. So I thank God for the leadership and that she offers, that she gives. Thank all of you. So good to see everybody coming back home. It? Doesn't it feel good up in here? Doesn't it feel good? Amen, amen, amen. We are on our way now to worship with one of the daughters of our church, uh, Reverend Gail Bush, Pastor Gail Bush, in the Open Arms, uh, Open Arms Deliverance Center. Uh, she is a daughter, one of the daughters, one of the preachers right here from this church. We're going to go up to Lawrenceville. And we're going to spend some time with her in the rededication of them. Got a new, a new building. God is blessing them. And uh, we want the church family to go with me. I'm going. I'll be there to do the message. And hope you all will be there to help me do the message. So all who can, please just leave here. Let's go. They'll be ready to start as soon as we get there. Should be around, is it 2? Is it 2? Okay, 2 o'clock. So... The Open Arms Deliverance Center, uh, the address uh, is 275 Moldby. Uh, that's up in Lawrenceville. So write that down, and I'm looking for y'all, looking for every one of y'all to be there to help us this afternoon. We want to be there uh, to bless her. She is such a blessing to the ministry here. And one of the things I love about her is although she has her own, she works just as hard here as she works in her own, and we thank God for that. God bless you, and God keep you is our prayer. I just want to take this time just to thank um, each of the women that, and also the council members that were just so uh, influential and availed themselves for this weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, and on today. I thank God for prayer warriors who will pray for you and with you and each of you. And Pastor, for just allowing me to do what God has just allowed me to do for such a time as this, so I don't take it for granted. What is above my head is always beneath his feet. And so with that, I thank each of you in the name of Jesus.
now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say. several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.